I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to a brand new season of A Bite Of. We retake. We. <laughs> we. 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 Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. And also go like this. Wiggity wig wig No. No. We don't do that. We don't have a DJ. DJ. No. DJ Dirk on the ones and twos. Very surprising that there's a DJ here. <laughs> just adding just fun sound effects wherever I can. This season of A Bite Of is all about sound effects. No more singing. Just kidding. There'll be plenty of singing. Oh, yeah. It's a bite of. <laughs> You're on it. I know. I was going to try and control myself, but I don't think it's possible. No. For someone who has never taken band or anything like that once in his life, I just cannot stop singing. I was in <laughs> chorus, though. I was in chorus. Well, just like a chorus coming together to sing a nice tune, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a bite of pod. <laughs> We also have stuff on our website. (laughs) Nothing but smooth transitions here on A Bite of Radio. (laughs) I did want to point out a little little announcement about our Patreon. So yes, you can join our Patreon if you do want to support the show. If you like us, it's great. There's also bonus content on there. We have a new Pampered Pop Culture number two. That one was a lot of fun. But for the month of May and June and any merch sales that we get, so merch sales are going to be donated, a percentage of them are going to be donated to the Trevor Project. Mm -hmm. And then our May and June Patreon earnings are going to be donated to every town. So in light of the recent mass shooting at the elementary school, we will be donating to them to help end gun violence. We're trying our best. We're using a little tiny platform that we can to help in the best way that we can yes please support us so we can help support others yeah oh yeah that's a, that's a good way to think about it i did it <laughs> <laughs> contributed <laughs> done He's that's it talk. signing off for this episode i'm out <laughs> but yes miss marvel we're talking about it it's finally here This episode is coming out very close to when the premiere comes out and then our episode comes out but Again, our content was on hold because of everything that's happening in the world. But now we're back and we're excited to talk about Miss Marvel. Heck yeah. Very excited for this one. Diving into the research's deep end and finding out all the wonderful things about Kamala Khan and her roots and what she will be on screen. It's very exciting. Yeah. (laughs) So. How we usually do these is we're going to talk about... So this is, again, it's like Moon Knight, where we don't really have MCU history. Mm. Very tiny bit. More than Moon Knight, but not that much because of Captain Marvel. That's the only thing that's going to tie this character in. There's almost a piece of me that feels like this has even less than Moon Knight does. Because Moon Knight came out... what What was it? The 60s he was in that werewolf comic? 70s? And like Kamala Khan... As the character. Oh, yeah. And very new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the MCU and in the comics, doesn't have much. Less than a decade since. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It came out, what, 2013? Yeah. 2014. 2014. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a decade and she's already being into the MCU. But I think that does speak to the character Agreed. itself. The impact is going to be fantastic. The impact of the comic itself was huge. And the fact that they're bringing her to the screen is even better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's 
probably the perfect time. I have some theories about that. Hmm. We'll talk about it a little later. He's always got a theory, folks. But we'll talk about the origin first appearance. Who is Miss Marvel? Some fun trading card knowledge, which when we got these trading cards, they didn't really... <laughs> She didn't exist, no. so I'm excited to hear Derek's trading card. One lousy trading card that I'm going to share with you all that is like somewhat lightly related to Kamala Khan. Fun. <laughs> Should I jump into it? Yeah. Oh, exciting. That's why I said I can't wait to hear. Oh, I thought you were giving them a rundown of what we were going to do in the episode. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I was like, oh, did. we're starting now. And then transition. <laughs> Whoa, that transition was See? so smooth I didn't even notice. That's why I can't do smooth transitions. See, I like the I like the ones that are like uh falling down a hill. We made it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Continue. Stop okay, so insulting this, me. This trading card. No, I was saying they were better. Anyway, <laughs> this trading card is from 1991 and it's a legends so you know and sometimes in the trading cards they had rookies and heroes and this one's a legend and it is the one and only captain marvel original marvel so the dude yeah yeah basically yeah he's cool i just don't like marvel it's like but then why did you become captain marvel yeah I, you not know, I, spelt the same no but i think a lot about when like these the marvel characters because i mean Stan Lee, it, the publishing, it's called Marvel, so you have to believe in this character a lot to make them Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Like, what was it about these Marvelous characters that he named them the Marvels? I don't know, especially since he keeps, like, he this guy kind of disappeared on my trading card, and then we have our Captain Marvel, and yeah. his Marvel. There's also some copyright issues with uh, DC and um, oh. Captain Marvel, that's why Shazam and Captain Marvel. Oh, that's blah, blah, blah. right. That's right. Oh, yeah. what a mess. Okay, anyway. So this is Captain Marvel. His real name, like I said, is Mar-Vel with two L's. Let's talk about his power ratings. Oh, God. Uh, so out of strength, speed, agility, stamina, and durability, Noah, what do you think is his highest at seven? A full seven. Yeah, this is the one where the st- freaking scale is to seven. Yeah, I feel of like 10. in the 90s, they only went to seven. I mean, five might have been better if you're going to go with an odd number. I guess seven sounds more exciting. Maybe just look better you on the card. You said his power level? Yeah, which of the ones that I named do you think is his highest one at seven? Power or energy, whenever it is. What did you say? Name him again. <laughs> <laughs> He was not paying attention to me at I all. I was maybe reading something <laughs> on my computer. He wasn't ready for me to ask him a question. I threw him off. Okay, ready? Out of these, uh-huh. strength, strength, see, th- th- speed, agility, stamina, durability, or intelligence. Strength. No, unfortunately. Okay, I don't like this game. His fastest one, his biggest one is seven. It's speed. Okay. okay. Yeah, and then at five is strength, stamina, and durability, and then intelligence. In- intelligence two. is at three. Oh, agility close. is at two. Not agile. So yeah. he can go real fast, but he can't dodge real good. He just hits. He goes right into an asteroid. He cannot <laughs> okay. get around it. Okay. So his height is six two. His weight is two hundred and forty pounds. And his first appearance was in Marvel Superheroes number eighteen in December nineteen sixty eight. <clears throat> Are you ready for this paragraph of a biography? Oh dear God. <laughs> not even about this guy (laughs) the space born but it's interesting though in reading this you can see the tether of this no i know that's that's why it's just like only slightly infuriating because he doesn't really exist in the mcu but it's like 
Well, since we're talking about the comics, you we have to bring talk them up. About, yeah. Yeah. All right. So the spaceborn with a hyphen son <laughs> of the alien race known as the Kree, Captain Marvel was originally sent to Earth as part of a plan of conquest, if you can believe it. I added that part. However, he soon saw the treachery of his commanders and chose to fight against his own people in Earth's defense. Later, he was selected by the ancient being known as Eon to become protector of the universe and yeah. was given the awesome power of cosmic awareness. Yeah. Whatever that means. They're aware. Matisse Hart? Is that where he's going for? No, stop. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Although he has now passed from this life, RIP, that's why he's on a Legends card. Yeah. His name is known throughout the universe as that of one of the greatest heroes who ever lived! Exclamation point. Did you know fact? Captain Marvel was the predecessor of the current protector of the universe, the hero called Quasar. Yep. Who we all know has beautiful bands that he wears, bangles. Well, that's also how um, Carol Danvers gets the powers is from the Quasar bands because the energy went through Captain Marvel then to her. And, yeah, it's a big thing. And if we talk about the powers, if you all read Noah's blog post, you know oh about Kamala's powers as well. They have nothing to do with a comic, but more to do with the MCU. But also what Derek just mentioned. Bangles. Bangles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for my Captain Marvel trading card from 1991. I mean, the things you could take from it are bands and Cree. I think there's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right for Kamala. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, I thought you just meant about him. I was like, um. no, 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 no. I meant like going forward into our discussion of Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I got. I I pieced together those uh those dots there that you clearly laid out, and I did not see. I tried. It's fine. What was his best? No, I just blew it. Dang it! I was gonna say, what was his greatest power level? Pay. Yay! You remembered. I did. See, I got that one. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get in to Ms. Marvel. Let's talk about her comic book counterpart. That way you kind of just have a base knowledge of what most comic book readers have, or maybe a refresher, or you just listen. <laughs> if you already know, you know, man. Yeah. But thanks for listening, man. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. And when I was looking up stuff for this episode, it reminded me. So in 2015, there was a street artist in San Francisco that was using Kamala Khan as a symbol in opposition to the anti-Islamic American Freedom Defense Initiative. She's not been around for that long, but she's made that much of an impact where she became a real life symbol mm. against the hate group. <laughs> yeah. So it's really cool. I, I, I think that knowing that she's had such a cultural impact before she even became live action. Yeah. It's something that's like neat to know. Yeah, I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast before, or maybe I haven't. I apologize if you're hearing this story again for the second time. You know, Noah and I were always talking about the importance of representation in pop culture, and Kamala Khan is such a shining example of how great it can be. When I when this first came out into the world, I was at Comic Con, and G. Mm -hmm. Willow Wilson, the writer of um, Kamala Khan, the creator of Kamala Khan, co-creator, co-creator, was on. Uh, a panel and you know at the end of the panel after they you know had a moderated uh conversation they do a q a 
at mm. Comic-Con a lot. And that always gets a little nerve-wracking, a Q&A. You're like, oh, who's going to step up? What are they going right. to say? What are they going to ask? But actually, someone got up there, and she was a young Muslim woman. Uh, and when she got to the microphone, she started crying because she was sharing with them how incredibly important this was to see herself on the page. Not even on the page, but also as a superhero. Right. Um, and so the whole room was like crying because she was so heartfelt and and passionate about her feelings about Kamala Khan. And this was like within the first years of it coming out. And it's just been, you know, that one person represents so many people that feel that way. Oh, yeah. And, I, and that's part of the reason why G. Willow Wilson set out to create one of the first headlining practicing Muslim superheroes yeah i mean that that's that's amazing yeah just with that and i mean it's when people are like i don't like they kind of talk shit about representation be that you know sexual orientation race religion anything like that if they don't get it it's not for them it's for that little girl right like, that was the whole reason why that was made it wasn't for you if you don't like it then to go read something else exactly <laughs> you exactly. have your iron man comics go ahead Right. How many years of white, cis, white, straight, white dude comics have there been? <laughs> Forever. Forever. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to keep going, which is fine. But they're more inclusive now, though. <laughs> let's have let's take a break, everyone. But I did want to mention I watched a TED talk with G. Willow Wilson from 2015. And she said that so she had written beforehand. She'd done some comic work right. as well. Um, but Marvel just called her up out of the blue and was like, we'd love you to write you know, a story like this. And at first she thought it was going to be doomed because as she put it, this story that they wanted her to create contained the quote trifecta of death, which mm. is a new character, a female character and a minority character because yeah. they're all known not to sell. Very true. Um, but she kind of pushed through that and thought, all right, I'm going to do this. Marvel is asking me. So she quote says, I created a lovable geeky fanfic writing Pakistani American girl from Jersey city named Kamala Khan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and so she felt like she had nothing to lose in writing the story because she already thought it wasn't going to do well. So she wanted to create a hero from a background that is often misunderstood and maligned from a generation that is often misunderstood and maligned. And so she kind of really took this up as an opportunity to plant a seed for others to grow from. Uh, and she she calls Kamala a hero motivated solely by the desire to do good. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the things that's I love so much. Theme. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Kamal's big theme. It's like, what does it mean to be good and actually be good and not just want to be good? Yeah. And that's one of the great things about Kamala is that like the second that she figures out she has powers, she doesn't give it a second thought. Oh, yeah. That she's going to be your hero. Right. You know, she automatically jumps into action. That's what I love about her so much. And I did want to also share this. The first issue became Marvel's best-selling digital comic of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It, it's interesting because when that came out, so it was like 2014 or mm -hmm. so, and that's when digital comics were getting bigger, or they were easily accessible than they were prior to that. And usually, so like I'm, a, I'm, I like to say like a few comic book consistent comic book readers will kind of get the digital version of a first issue first just to be like, do I like this? Do mm. I not? And so it kind of coupled like that trajectory of like digital comics becoming popular, but also this new one. So it was like the perfect marrying between like this brand new thing and also being able to access it when you don't have access to a comic book shop. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. It's great. 
perfect time for it to come out. <laughs> really, it really was. And, you know, she had to be, in a sense, brave because she, she's mentioned that the second you put a character like this out in the world, you're inviting hate into your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, people that just find you and tear you down for writing something that others will feel better about, you know? And, and, right. And so... When you read it, you you feel all that mission in there of creating someone who wants to create good, showing representation of a religion, of a person, of a age group, and they do it so well. Well, you know, super successful, obviously. Yeah, I mean, she's here in the MCU. She's coming this week, <laughs> it's, and that's kind of going to what you said before. I mean, I know you're going to talk a little bit more about your theories about the timing, but the fact that this character came out less than a decade ago and is now part of the MCU. I mean, this is the fastest turnaround in MCU yeah. history. I think, yeah, I think this is probably one of the fastest ones that have happened, obviously, because most of the characters that are in the MCU, give or take maybe five to ten years on Kamala, mm. they've all been around since like the 60s, the 70s, right. and the 80s. So they've been here. So it's just really cool that a newer character is able to come in here. And I think it's at a good time in the MCU because fresh character, they need to, you know, spice things up a little in the MCU. Yeah. So especially right after Moon Knight. Moon I Knight was, was so heavy yeah, that getting like a teenager coming of age story with superpowers, super bright, seems a little more lighter. Perfect. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's also, like you said, coming after Moon Knight two characters that didn't exist in the mcu yet back to back it's smart honestly i mean that's a good way to do the shows you get their origin out of the way and then whenever they show up in the movie you they can just hit the ground running like people are just gonna know right. what moon knight is and what he does right. if he shows up you know i i am in no way feeling this way but it's just i can't help but think that there have to be haters out there that are like what about my avengers team where where's everybody from that you know what i mean they're coming they're I mean, there they're not look <laughs> One and Doctor Strange just had a thing, okay? <laughs> Everybody's floating around different multiverses. Calm the down. Multiverse is kind of in madness. Yeah, we we need people who are grounded for just a second. He says after talking about Moon Knight for eight episodes, where a man literally has three different personalities in an alternate universe. Grounded yeah. though, grounded. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan Hawke. But <laughs> did he die? No. Well. No. He. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Ish. Ish. <laughs> We think yes, I but forgot. maybe off-screen death, question mark? Yeah, that doesn't count. I don't ever trust it. All right. So let's get into the nitty-gritty. With all of that in mind, you're probably wondering who is Miss Marvel? Who is Kamala Khan? What does she have to do with Brie Larson's Captain America? What is her origin story? Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many captains on the ship. There's a lot of captains. <laughs> I was in our our Marvel encyclopedia that we have, and I was like, Captain, 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 Captain. Yeah, there's a lot of captains. Oh. Of course, Captain America has the most pages. He has but like six. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel, they split a spread. Yeah. Marvel. <laughs> I like how this one, they delineate him with the hyphen. Captain yeah. Marvel. And there's two L's, isn't there? I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, first appearance and the first issue was written by G. Willow Wilson, drawn by artist Adrian Alfona, overseen by editors Sana Amanat and Steve Wacker. I'm sorry. I tried so hard. I we tripped just, up on the name. We, we just practiced saying it for like five minutes. <laughs> you, 
still got in your head. Guys, you know I have a hard time pronouncing names. Let me me say something to you. Whacker. Believe in yourself. No. (laughs) (laughs) Look what happened. (laughs) Well, no, I don't think you did believe in yourself. You were saying it. Say it. I spelt it. Amanat. Amanat. I spelt it out phonetically, and then I read it, and I was like, Amanat. The hyphens. It's those Marvel hyphens. They'll get you every time. Anyway, that's all the people that went into creating Kamala Khan. Thanks for listening. Watch it on Wednesday. (laughs) We're giving up. We're giving up. Kamala Khan is a Pakistani-American teen who lives in Jersey City, right across from New York City. So she's in Jersey City, New Jersey. And everybody else is in New York City. Yeah. So she's just right across the river. That's where, no, he was in London. Mark? Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be in New York. Right, but, exactly. Yeah. In the comics, he was yeah. right, 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 yeah. right. Okay, okay. She lives with her parents, Yusuf and Muniba, and her older brother, Amir, at school. Her best friends are Bruno and Nakia, and the three have a slightly strained relationship with their former friend-turned-influencer, Zoe Zimmer. Just had to put her name out there. Yes, you've alluded to things. <laughs> well, also, we know that they're going to be in the show, so yeah. I just want to make sure that I mention them up top. <laughs> I will say that I've read 12 issues of Kamala Khan. Noah's gone way further than that, so he's like... All of them. He's like, hey, what are you? Zoe? I'm like, she's mean? He's oh. like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is interesting. So, I mean, Derek's going to keep reading them, but I, I love, since it is be- like a coming-of-age story... And since it's like Stranger Things in a way where it's like a kid's setting yes. almost, you always have those relationships that were like, they were friends and then they weren't friends and mm-hmm. then they mm-hmm. aren't friends and then they become friends. And, you know, there's that whole dynamic that goes on. Yeah, I, I have to say it's it's interesting. I feel like for me on a personal note, this is definitely a tangent, so I apologize. Oh my God. When I'm reading comics, I need, <laughs> I almost said comments. <laughs> Comment below. Comment below. <laughs> What do you like to read? Uh, When I read comics, I need there to be a little levity. I'm looking at the Hawkeye collection. I read that entire thing. Yeah. Because the way that that one is written in the art and that one, it's poppy, it's fun, it's funny. Yeah. And with Kamala Khan, it's the same thing. Whereas it's light, it isn't too heavy yet. Uh, But I also like, if you look at the art itself, there are funny, I wouldn't even call them Easter eggs, but they're just jokes throughout it. Like, there's one part in the comic where the school gets destroyed. And if you look on the sign, it says asbestos cleaning on yeah. Wednesday. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's <laughs> yeah. just funny thing. I think something like McDonald's was called, oh, there's just a funny name on a carton. But like, if you're going too fast, you won't notice it. But if you mm-hmm. take the time to look at it, there's just funny, funny things in it. So it's like, I really do want to read the rest of it because I love Kamala as a character. and But it's kind of has that YA feel to it. Yeah, which I think it would it should. Because, yeah. I mean, that's the hero they could decide to do a very serious and bland story but they didn't and i think they targeted not just their correct audience or their age group but also fans of like scott pilgrim and stuff mm-hmm. are definitely oh, gonna totally. like it totally and i i do want to say that even though the first kind of run that g willow wilson did she does it again but marvel was doing that whole thing where it was like marvel now and then they renumbered everything as whatever mm. when they do come back and it's a different artist it still has the same feel like it doesn't that lose that. The same. Yeah, like it might lose that a little bit in like champions and stuff like that because she goes off and forms a team with you know a bunch of other people. But in her comics, it never loses that feel. 
So that's if Good. that's your thing, right. you'll you'll definitely enjoy reading it all the way through. So if you all know other s- comics that can balance action, a bit of drama, but also some levity, please let me know. Ooh, I got one. Yes. <laughs> you guys can comment below, but I did want to <laughs> say this. Wind, very good. Oh, Spelt I remember. With a y. You, yes, yes. I remember mm-hmm. when you were reading that. Okay. It's LGBTQ. Yes. It has the feel of like art-wise, like Heartstopper. Oh. And magic. So it's fun. Oh, it's really by good. the way, just quick, quick. Happy Pride. <laughs> happy Pride Month. <laughs> it's June. Hi, gays. Hi, gays. Noah and I. No and I are living our, our, our homosexual life here. It's fantastic. I, I have I'm gonna I might share it. I took a video. I like on our on our coffee or on our table next to our couch is a giant stack of all the heart stoppers. I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race and then we got a pride dish towel from Target, which we have hanging in our kitchen. <laughs> we also got a very colorful bath mat too. It's yeah. not pride, but it is pride. But it's pride. Noah got this sticker that says you are enough that when the light shines through, it puts rainbows all over our bedroom. I mean, we are just feeling pride month. Yeah. <laughs> Happy pride. I hope you have a rainbow in your life. I love you. <laughs> Great tangent. <laughs> So unlike most of the heroes we've seen, in the oh wait, MCU, what are we doing? I forgot. So unlike most of the heroes we've seen in the MCU so far, or at least what they've shown us from the heroes that have been in the MCU, Kamala has a strong religious background, mm. and I'm hoping, and I'm assuming, the show will explore her background, her race, and the new superhero identity, and how she learns to coexist with all that stuff. Yeah, that's like my number one things that I'm assuming and it's probably going to happen <laughs> and you know i so i have very little knowledge of of the muslim faith so apologies if i'm speaking out of turn from ya novels that i've read written by muslim authors there's a time in a young woman's life when she will decide whether to wear the head wrap right or not yep. and so that's an interesting thing between kamala and her best friend nakia uh, yeah right so they're around they're in the same age and in the same grade and we can see that nakia has now decided to wear her head wrap also, we see Kamala uh, in either the first or second issue. They go to like a sort of teen study group at their mosque uh, and the the girls are sitting separate from the boys and yeah. she pipes up in the mosque and says, why can't we sit together? Yeah. So this is something about Kama- Kamala and her relationship to her religion is that there's a piece of her that might be questioning. She's definitely rebellious. She you has that, that fire in her where yeah. she's like, this could be better. And also, yeah, why are we sitting separate from mm-hmm. each other when I could just go around the partition and talk to them? Totally. And like, why are we getting taught two different things? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm interested to see if that plays out in the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I would hope so, because a, a lot of going to mosque and dealing with her, her faith and everything like that, it, it is a big part of her. I mean, they even go to Pakistan a couple of times in the comics. So it's oh, like, wow. it's, it's a big part of her. So yeah. if they didn't do that, that would be really stupid because and really why why would right. you not that's right. dumb yeah so and, and i do want to point out though and in a lot of ways the template of her is similar to spider-man where mm-hmm. it's like a kid dealing with things that are greater than who they are they're kind of and i put this in quotes with peter parker he's like an outcast because he's super smart or whatever but it's like nah, nerd you're, you're fine yeah you're fine like <laughs> you don't look like a nerd so you're right. okay yeah right but the template is there where it's like navigating the two identities, you know, mm-hmm. secret identity. And also they're in communities where it's like not seen as like the best profession or, you know, they're still in school. So I think that we've seen kind of this story before 
but adding in the things that we don't usually get representation right makes it new so there you go and subtracting radioactive spiders <laughs> boo we just get radioactive jewelry <laughs> <laughs> there there are uh robotic bugs yeah in the comic, so that's something we, we did touch on a little bit of like who kamala is as a person and her personality that she spends her time st- studying she's like a straight a student mm. she writes superhero fanfic which is amazing she decorates her room with Avengers merch, and she plays the fictional world of Battlecraft and has a level five orc wizard, just so you know. So she's like that level of like nerd. She's a geek all yeah. around, but she's so much like the people that read the comics. I play Battlecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Your version of Battlecraft. Yeah, so it's like, I, I think that it's, it's fun because we're finally getting a character that in a way, was us in the MCU and saw these heroes that they idolize or like they just can't get enough of. They have to get all the merch and watch all the movies and do all that stuff. But then she's going to become one of them. So it's really cool. It's almost like it's us. Yeah, you know, she, you know, when you, when you see her on the page, right, she is this Pakistani-American girl wearing a lot of times like this stars and stripes t-shirt yeah. with combat boots on oh, and yeah. like a big furry like sort of winter hunter hat. hat. Yeah. She's just so cool, you she's know. Cute. And it's so funny though because like you know obviously she's a she's a nerd, she's not popular or whatever, but she's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> she's just I'm... like a badass and you have to love her. She's just a badass in her own right. This this does bring me to the actor that's playing her, the 19-year-old Iman Villani, mm-hmm. she, so she's Canadian-born to Muslim parents from Pakistan. This is her first on-screen appearance. But not just like those similarities with Kamala. Do you, I want to explain to you the level of like fangirl that she is with the MCU. She was just recently on the premiere on the <laughs> red carpet, and she... <laughs> They asked because we just recently found out that our MCU apparently now is like Earth 19999. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's supposed to be 616, but then they made the MCU version Earth 1199. But she was like, I don't care what Kevin Feige says, it's Earth 19999. <laughs> she was like, no. And then she gave reasons why. She, whenever um, Sana talked to her on FaceTime and she was talking to her about the role and everything, and like during the audition process, she had nothing but Avenger stuff all in her yes. room, all the MCU stuff. And also years prior, she dressed as Miss Marvel in costume. So she made it come true. Meant to be. Baby. <laughs> I just like whenever that image surfaced of her, like I, I believe it was Halloween. I mean, I'm probably wrong. It was probably for a con or something like that. It looks just I mean, it looks just like her outfit in the MCU, obviously a little more spandexy, but <laughs> perfect. Yeah, she she knew it was gonna happen. She knew. I love it. I, I'm just so excited for her and to see it because you can tell she loves loves that character. And the world will fall in love. With yeah. Her as well. <laughs> so let's get into her origin a little bit. Yeah. So in the first issue, Kamala is prevented from going to a party by her parents and Bruno, her best friend that works at what is it called? Q Mart, right? He's like, you can't go either. You're going to get in trouble. He's very much like her guardian angel in a way. Mm. But like maybe has feelings for her. And is also like a super smart inventor in his own right. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's very smart. He's like a genius. Yeah. And he is his family is uh, they immigrated from Italy. Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So just background on him. <laughs> 
But anyway, so she does the opposite. She's a teenager. Obviously, she wants to fit in, so she does go to that party. Between the insults from classmates, thanks Zoe, and pressure to drink, she decides it's not her jam. So she goes. She's like, okay, I I did the rebellious thing, but it turns out they were all right. I don't want to be here, (laughs) so I'm going to leave. On her way home, she's surrounded by strange mists and engulfed by a cocoon made of terrigen. (laughs) So the T-bomb, built by Blackagar Boltagon, if you watch Multiverse of Madness, you know. whispers. Yeah, Black Bolt, his head exploded. But this guy, the leader of the Inhumans, he set off the T-bomb in anticipation for Thanos' arrival on Earth, looking for a son, Thane, blah, blah, blah. It's a story that led up to Miss Marvel coming into existence can i use a lifeline (laughs) i would like to access the noah encyclopedia please okay can you tell me just a little bit about the inhumans as a group uh okay i'm gonna make it very very simple because it gets very convoluted yeah as simple as possible because they bring it up in the comic as if we all know what the inhumans are you typically you should you should (laughs) (laughs) he said pushing up no so a lot of people they 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 compare into the X-Men just because, yes, there is a gene inside of them where they do get powers. But unlike the X-Men, they have to be exposed to the Terrigen Mist from like Terrigen Crystals, all that stuff. In the Inhumans, they're very much a monarchy. So you have Medusa and Black Bolt, who mm-hmm. are the king and queen. Mm-hmm. Then you have the whole court, whatever. When you come of age, you have to go through it. But there's also this thing of like, the ones that kind of come out deformed. This doesn't really happen anymore, but this was like a big issue with the Inhumans. When they come out like kind of deformed or not like right, as they call it, they like become slaves and like all uh. this stuff. So yeah, the Inhumans are kind of problematic yeah. a little bit. But how the Inhumans came to be is the Kree, as we just talked about, came to Earth, experimented on them and stuff like that and made a sub section of humans. So they're technically a different race, but they're from humans. It's almost like humans were evolving and they went from like whenever like Neanderthals and stuff and like made us, but then the Cree from their dabblings made in humans. Got it. So that's okay. Basically. And then And they've been in space and then they lived on the blue side of the moon and blah blah blah. And so but in order to get your powers, you have to have come in contact. Yeah, they pretty much put you in a tube, and then you like get exposed to the mist, which activates your dormant inhuman gene. Gotcha. And then you get your powers. It could be literally anything from just being a blob to what Black Bull has, and a single sound from his mouth can destroy everything. I'd be a blob, for sure. Um, (laughs) Last question. Uh Do we, in this run, find out who made the Terrigen Bomb for Ms. Marvel go off? It was Black Bull. That's what I was saying. Black Bolt oh, released but, it. Okay, but we don't see that on the page. No, that was in another story. Ah. It was during the Infinity storyline. See these? I yeah. need the puzzle bees. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So that's what I, that's why I was saying that in 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 anticipation of Thanos coming to Earth to look for a son who is an inhuman. They needed more soldiers. Right. So he released it to blah blah blah. blah gotcha, whatever. Gotcha, it's a whole gotcha. big thing. Terogenesis and all that stuff. Terogenesis. Yeah. <laughs> so this kickstarts a process called. Terogenesis. Genesis. There you go. Perfect leading. <laughs> Activating her inhuman genes. Unconscious in her Terogen cocoon. I don't know if it's actually called like Terogen cocoon. I'm just calling a it Christmas. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kamala saw a vision of three of her favorite superheroes. Can you guess who they are? 
I can. Oh, you can? Okay, well. Well, I've read it. Okay. Go. Go. <laughs> Captain America. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah. And Iron Man. Yeah. And don't forget about sloths with wings. <laughs> that thing better be in the show. It is. It is? Yeah, it yes. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, of course, Captain Marvel was there. The heroes in this vision get angry at her for the disobedience and asked her what she wanted in life. This is a very intense hallucination she's having. Yeah. yeah. So Kamala mused that she wanted to be more like Captain Marvel, <laughs> who she described as beautiful and awesome and kick-butting. Kick-bucketing. Kick bucket. No. <laughs> and less complicated, which is kind of like when you read that line and you understand why she's saying less complicated, mm. it's like mixed with who she is, right. who the world sees her as, mm-hmm. but also just being a teenager where everything is awful. Yeah. <laughs> so it's everything like, Everything oh. is awful. Yeah. <laughs> you do. There is that quote earlier in the comic where she says, okay, yeah, but let's face it. My chances of becoming an intergalactic superhero are even slimmer than my chances of becoming blonde and popular. Yeah. And then soon, <laughs> she will be both of those things. Yeah, when the vision ends, Kamala emerges from her terogenesis chrysalis cocoon. <laughs> And she's shocked that she has literally turned into a younger Carol Danvers in her Miss Marvel costume. Yes, the black with the lightning, the, yeah, the, the yellow lightning. The bolt. sash and, yep. The red sash. The blonde hair. Yeah. Yep. So strugg- she struggles to get control of her new powers. She discovers that she's now a polymorph, which that's what she calls herself, and could change her body into virtually anything. She eventually finds her way back to the waterfront where she saw a drunk Josh Richardson cause Zoe Zimmer to fall into the water. When I read this for the first time, I was like, every YA book told me this is bad and this is the whole reason for the story. She was drunk by the water. She (laughs) fell in. She drowned. I'll miss my best friend forever. And the guy's an asshole. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Kamala Khan, being who she is, she instinctively changed into Miss Marvel again. And rescued Zoe by enlarging her arm to pull Zoe to safety. So the residents of Jersey City and the local meeting and everything were very surprised to see Carol, Miss Marvel, there when she's supposed to be Captain Marvel. Like, Miss Marvel hasn't been around since, like, 2012. Mm. So it's like, you're not supposed to look like that. Why are you back? Yeah, and also (laughs) at this point in time, where is Captain Marvel? Is she just flying through space? No, she's Captain. Yeah, she's. She's doing there. her own thing. She's there. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, yeah. doing what she does in the MCU. She has her area of patrolling is a lot larger than our heroes. Does she also have cosmic awareness? Yes. Most cosmic beings do. Oh, well. Yeah. My, my. Yeah. Cosmic awareness is like weird because I'll just explain that very quickly. Entering Thor, chapter two no. of the Noah Encyclopedia. Thor, Star-Lord, everybody that's kind of in the cosmos mostly has cosmic awareness. And it has to do with either what their powers are or how they travel through space. You have to understand and be aware of everything in the cosmos oh. to be able to travel oh. to that and also understand how the energy works. So that's kind of cosmic what that means. Cosmic GPS. Yeah. It's gotcha. Whatever. So at home, <laughs> Kamala realizes that there's more to being Carol Denver's than just looking like her, mm. which was a very good lesson for her to learn very quickly. Horribly, as Zoe has treated her, she is happy that she did save her. So that's good. Bruno <laughs> did tell on her, unfortunately. Yeah. Which, but I don't blame him. He was worried about her and things were happening and the T-bomb went off True. and she was missing and blah, blah, blah. 
So that just gives you a taste of what a normal Miss Marvel comic is kind of like. It's it has shenanigans and stuff. It has her dealing with not only being a teenager, but what it means to be herself, but how she can't just become the bombshell blonde right. and be a good hero. Yeah. She doesn't need that. She don't need it. She just no. does it her way, baby. <laughs> so like Derek mentioned, if you read my article, you'll kind of understand this next part that I'm talking about. But just in case you didn't, I'll talk about her powers a little bit because they're cool and I like them. Embiggen! In the comics, exactly. So her powers were something called embiggening. 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 Ambiguous embiggening. Yeah. <laughs> she can extend her limbs, alter her appearance, and shapeshift in several different ways. She can pretty much just stretch her body in any way that she imagines it. Think Ant-Man meets Reed Richards. Because she right, can get exactly. big, she can stretch her body, everything like that. Get super tiny. And one of the reasons why in G. Willow Wilson decided to give her those powers and not pretty powers is because she didn't want her character to have pretty powers. Mm. She wanted a way to make, quote, ugly powers be useful and still and i think it works with her as the character she is goofy she is kind of clumsy but they just it just looks so cool i don't know yeah, it's interesting when the first scene happens with her saving zoe right she embiggens her hand and she scoops her out of the water right. I, I at first i was confused because i had i had actually read the first collected volume quite when it first came out mm-hmm. quite a while ago so I was trying to figure out the character. I'm like, wait a minute, what? What's happening? Like her hands bigger? I don't understand. <laughs> but as the story progresses and as they sort of get a better grasp on not only what her powers are, but also portraying her powers, yeah. they look better and better and better. Yeah, it is it is fun to see her step over on rooftops in Jersey City. It's just fun. I like to see the way like the heroes travel the city. And since Jersey City and Jersey itself isn't like New York City with right. these giant buildings, it's just kind of fun to see her just wee, wee, wee. <laughs> I also love when uh she kind of does this like Ms. Marvel smash thing where she like oh, brings yeah. her two hands together and then she only embiggens her hands and they glow and then she brings them down and yeah. she smashes them. Yeah, the glowing it's interesting. It's really she glue a lot glue a lot in the first mm. part of her run. She kind of does, but it's like, it kind of went away. Oh, really? Which is interesting, but I mean, that, I think that's just styly, just telling you like, hey, this part is big. It's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. She also does have a cool ability, and I'm interested to see if this is true in the MCU. It probably is, but she can heal from any injury when she transforms back into Kamala. So when she is Ms. Marvel, meaning she's stretching and embiggying and, and, and all that stuff, she can't heal. So she has to go back right. to her normal self to heal. And there's something poetic about that, isn't there? That's like a metaphor. Only yourself can heal you. Right. You can only <laughs> be your true self and heal if you're looking at who you truly are and not yeah. trying to be someone else. But like, she's also Miss Marvel. T. I'm just saying. <laughs> T for Terrigen. T for truth, mama. Yes, boots the house down. Oh my God, you watch too much Legendary. Oh. Oh, don't get me started. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. So you may have noticed if you've never interacted with Ms. Marvel in the comics, and maybe you've seen her, but you've probably noticed the trailer for the TV show, she doesn't really have that. No. And there's no hint of Terrigen, at least what we can see. Instead, on-screen Kamala seems to, her, her the source of her powers come from a bangle on her wrist, which emits a purple glow to her touch. And she describes that power 
as feeling cosmic. So it could suggest <laughs> that this variation of Miss Marvel will have powers closer to Captain Marvel's cosmic ability, energy manipulation, and everything like that. And maybe, I, I mean, we've seen it, but her trademark fists and bigging and stuff like that is going to be there at least. Mm-hmm. The more and more I see about these powers and also hearing Sana talk about them and kind of the process behind why they did it, it, it makes sense. I mean, especially if they're not going to connect her from as far as what we know to the Inhumans. Right. To not have the Inhumans at, in there at all and then just some mist give her these powers. Right. Like, I do feel like that's a lot that they don't have set up to have that storyline. Because the Inhumans, the show that was made stop is not i'm gonna throw up to you think no it is oh it is but they don't like to acknowledge it because it is literally over and i like thor the dark world so comment below that you like it too (laughs) but it is the single most hated mcu project that ever existed it was like they kind of tested it to because Sony and Fox and all that, they still had rights to some of their characters, the X-Men. They're still doing stuff like that. And so that was their answer to the X-Men. Unfortunately, it was not good. And Hawaii does not want them to film there ever again. What a mess. <laughs> it's so much so. So, you know, Medusa, the one with the red hair. Yeah. Her hair is like it's stronger than steel and every single strand she can control. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I love that character so much. She went bald halfway through the show because it was too expensive to do her hair. No. So you have a character where literally their iconic thing is the hair, and they shaved her head off. So, like, did they? And she was bald. Did they write it into the plot that her head was shaved or something? Oh, God. But it was like, it was so quickly. It was, yeah. It was bad, guys. Lockjaw was adorable. But are we going to get Lockjaw in the no. MCU? No. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, she might get some version of it, but I would be happy if we did get Inhumans. I, I do like the Inhumans. I've liked a lot of their comics in the last 10 years. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of work to get them in there, and it wouldn't make sense if Lockjaw just appeared out of nowhere. But he's so cute. Yeah, he's and amazing. he wants hugs. Yeah, in the comics, her and Lockjaw have a very tight connection because... She's an inhuman, and Medusa wanted to get her to talk to her, so she's like, Lockjaw, go make Use friends. Use the cute pupper. Yeah. <laughs> Which would work on anybody, including here. <laughs> so we're, we're going into this power set in the MCU with an open mind, correct? We're, mm-hmm. we're going to say, okay, let's, let's go for it. Because there is some connection to bangles or bracelets or whatever you want to call it to the Marvel lineage. Well, so that's what's really cool about this, and that's why understanding that it is coming from these, this bangle, this bracelet, this bracer, whatever you want to call it, then not only has connection to that quasar, but it has connection to Kamala and in the comics because she has it's a nod to her heritage and her great 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 grandmother passed these down whenever they had to flee Bombay because of the partitions, and it got passed down. So it seems like. In the trailer, you can see that she's like in an attic or something like that. Mm. And she finds them. So obviously that still rings true where this bangle, whatever it is to them, was passed down daughter to daughter to daughter. Yeah. So it's really cool. And in the comics, it's cool because she does have that on her left arm. But Bruno kind of tinkers with it to like hold her cell phone. And like, yes, it's Bruno. almost like her bat belt, <laughs> but it's on her arm. So it's cool. So she still has a heritage with her, but it's also useful. 
And in the show, it is the most useful (laughs) thing to her. She needs it. Yeah. Pretty much. So what is the connection between her and Captain Marvel? We haven't really talked about it. And it's like, why is this girl, aside from she just likes her, why are they so connected? And wouldn't you know, it's just because of chance. It's just all chance. What do you mean? It's just chance. Because she just likes Captain Marvel. And whenever she got oh, her powers, sure, 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 sure. it's just by chance that then now they're connected. Right. Because she was running around as her, as a doppelganger. So, of course, that would get Captain Marvel's attention. So, outside of Ms. Marvel's comic events, that Carol's seeing that. So, obviously, she comes down. I do like their interactions. So I don't think Derek got to it because it was during Civil War II. Yes, there is a second Civil War in the comics. Maybe we'll see a second Civil War in the movies. Possible. But Tony's RIP, so somebody will have to take his place. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah. But essentially in that one, uh, in Civil War II, it's Captain Marvel versus Iron Man. So they swapped out one captain for another captain. And this time it's about an inhuman that can, he's a precog, all that stuff. Miss Marvel is like, no, not going to be on your side anymore, Captain Marvel. So it's an interesting dynamic that they have. They'd have to lay a lot of groundwork. Well, that's to what do I'm Civil saying. War <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she does. She is a mentor for her pretty consistently, but they do clash on ethical things, which mm. I think is an interesting dynamic because it's like Captain Marvel's still her idol and her hero, but she's doing something terribly wrong. So how do you. You're literally wearing her moniker. Yeah. So it's like, how do I be better than that? Yeah. Looking, looking at the two of them, you can see how uh, with thoughts on things like that, how they could differ. You know, Kamala is so down to earth. She's young. She has kind of progressive ways of thinking. And I'm not saying Captain Marvel doesn't have progressive ways of thinking, but she's almost like... She's very militant. Yes, she's yeah. separated from that. She's yeah. militant, she thinks weapon, she's cosmic, she's always away from Earth. So you well, can she see sees, how they could be separated there. Yeah, I mean, you have to think, like, so our heroes so far in the MCU prior to Infinity War, so per- before it got really expanded outside of Earth, they're looking at, like, New York City. Mm-hmm. They're looking at, like, this section of Sokovia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but Captain Marvel is looking at this galaxy cosmic awareness <laughs> she's aware of the cosmos, the cosmos. <laughs> so she's thinking the bigger picture right she's like yeah a couple million have to die for quadruple trillions to live when it's like but that's still bad like you don't have to do Girl, that are you thanos <laughs> <Well>. right <laughs> when you said that i was like wait a yeah. minute what <laughs> but i did want to point out so this is really cool i don't know if you saw so she is the, the actor that plays Captain Mar- or Miss Marvel. She's too many Marvels <laughs> is very active on social media. And like they're talking about kind of her process on becoming this. And on Twitter, so Brie Larson reached out directly oh. to her. So it was so much like when Kamala first became Miss Marvel and then Captain Marvel reached out to her. It's the same thing. And she says, she talked to me on FaceTime for a while and she's been my greatest source and mentor throughout this whole process. Even though she has won an Oscar beforehand, Marvel has completely changed her life. So it's like, oh, that's so sweet. That's really She cool. even like did it on Twitter too. So it was like just to see, I don't know, it's cool to see like Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel interact in real life. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's happening, guys. It's <laughs> happening. For real. Yeah, so that's mostly her origin and that's who she is. I mean, 
her her comics are a lot of fun they especially when they go to like pakistan and come back and then like what does that mean but she's very much like if you read fantastic four or anything like that or you watch the movies you know that the thing is very like proud about where he comes from like yancey street and stuff like Mm -hmm. that that's how she is she's very proud to be from jersey city and it's just it's refreshing to see a like metropolitan character but not from new york you know what i mean totally no that's true that's true you know i i really think that she is like it's interesting to see this person being depicted on screen who feels so much more real than a lot of the characters yeah you know she feels like an everyday person that's why i'm so excited about she's a fan of the MCU, or, essentially. Yeah, or <laughs> even like someone like Kate Bishop, she was still from like the upper echelon of society. Yeah. You know, she was a little disconnected from what we know. Like, as a kid who grew up in Queens, New York, like, I went to places like the Q Mart. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so where it's based, it feels very real to me. That's fun. Yeah. Nobody's ever based in like Texas or Colorado. <laughs> cool. There's got to be some mountain loving color. Yeah. What are people from Colorado called? Coloridians. Coloridian. No, I don't know. Superhero. Oh, Coloradan. Is it color? <laughs> mountain people. There you go. There's got to be a mountain. <laughs> How do I not know? Based. I feel like it's dumb, and that's why I keep forgetting. <laughs> Too long to say. Like Texans make sense. Texans. Coloradans. Coloradans. Coloradians. Comment below. What are we called? <laughs> Coloradians. Right. So. Let's kind of talk about what we're like. What what do you want to? What do you expect? What are you hoping for? Okay, like villain wise. Oh, who do you think is the villain? This is something I just wanted to mention. Uh huh. Okay, so in this first run of the comic, the (laughs) the main villain is a cockatiel headed clone (laughs) of Thomas Edison. Yeah. That's true. I am not lying. No, he yeah, it's a clone. Yeah, and yeah, but the cockatiel got in the way, it's, so it mixed the genes. And it's not a cockatoo; it's a cockatiel. Yeah, how dare you? That's important. Yes. And so what it's he terrifying. does is that he actually takes advantage of teens. Yeah, and uses their energy and life source to propel his machines to kind of take over the world. And basically, they're just like these, I don't know, energy sources that are being right. drained inside the robots. It's. It's not sustainable, but I mean, it's no. a different source of energy is essentially yeah. what he did, which is very weird So and gross. That's and the only villain that I know. I read issue 12 where Loki shows up at a Valentine's Day dance. That episode, episode, that issue is so much fun. It's so much fun. He's not a villain, so that's fun. But maybe he could show up and put a little truth serum in the punch. Yeah, and, the, and that's a weird, oh God, I, like thinking back in. Back to it, that era of Marvel when the comics were coming out were so weird because like Loki was on a redemption arc, mm. so he was good. Mm. So it's funny, and there's like also Kid Loki running around at that point too. So I don't know. It's just it's weird. So <laughs> he could show up possibly, but yeah, I don't no. like. I don't know how. Like, would they do this crazy cockatiel Thomas Edison? There is. So I don't think so, but I think there might be. They could go a couple ways. I, I feel like they could either have it as like a montage villain that she kind of just like defeats really oh, quickly. Oh, that'd be fun, yeah, Just yeah, to yeah. show the ridiculousness of it. In the trailer, there is a neon sign behind her at one point where it says Edison and it's lit up. Ah. Maybe that's all we get from it because it is a, it's a, the visual is a lot. See, I would be really upset though 
if they still did the villain, but didn't give him the cockatiel head. They have to. I mean, maybe they not. they could pull something like that, right? But, so this is why I don't think it is that, because in the trailers that we've seen so far, there's nothing that's very machine-like, and it's very people-like. And I feel like it might be Cradle, which you didn't really get to yet, I don't no. believe. Or this faction, because like when Captain, during Civil War II, Captain Marvel created this force to like go and get these criminals before they cr- did the crime. Very much Minority Report. Mm-hmm. And in that, the leader of that task force, which were all kind of like teenagers or early 20s, there's this character, she gets this like this plasma armor. And she becomes a villain for Kamala. Then I did see like a task forcey type people, like in SWAT gear almost. They are loving task forcey types in these yeah. Marvel shows. They I mean, are we'll loving see. it. It could be them. It could be Cradle. I don't know. I mean, as far as a villain, it's it is hard to tell, but it does seem very like militant almost, mm. or like maybe it's like people trying to gentrify her part of town, like. Oh. But they're actually not good, which is a storyline in the comics. So sure, that makes sense. I feel like it could be any of the organizations oh, that what, she deals what with. Were the people, oh, the, they're flag smashers. They're back. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because you had said that this takes place after Endgame. Well, yeah. So it definitely takes place after Endgame. Sana, the she's an executive producer for the show, and somebody asked her that question in an interview, and she's like. I'm not going to say exactly because I'm going to mess it up. She's like, but it's like one to two years after Endgame. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> just after the yeah, reblip. <laughs> this might just exist in its own little bubble. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping that uh, Brie Larson makes a cameo because that'd be really weird or, if she doesn't. You know who I miss? Monica Rambo. Oh, yeah. I mean, haven't we mentioned this so far? I mean, well, we kind of mention it, but we know. So this is the first character that's new. That we know where they're going mm-hmm. after the show. Before even seeing their origin, she's going to be in the Marvels, the Marvels. Yep. with Monica and Carol and everything. So that's going to be really cool. And it is interesting that Monica's powers, or at least when she got her powers, is very purpley. True. And bluey purpley. Kamala's powers are like bluey purpley. So it's like it all is connecting, but we don't know how or what way it's connecting. What are these three phenomenal heroes going to be doing in that movie? I cannot. That movie's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. So you didn't get to this part in the comic, and I won't spoil. (laughs) No, I won't spoil a lot of it. I mean, we also didn't do a spoiler warning. So oh my god, we didn't do a spoiler warning. I didn't officially take a bite of. What a mess. (laughs) There is a character that in the most recent trailer I got really excited about because they have a very distinct look. Do you remember seeing the person that kind of like flips and turns and has like a red mask over their face? Yeah. And like throws daggers? Red, yeah, yeah. They're called Red Dagger. <laughs> yeah, I picked that up in the IMDb cast. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so, <laughs> but their their name in the comics is Kareem, and they're a hero in Pakistan. Oh, cool. So in the comics, when she goes to Pakistan, she runs into this person, but then in Jersey City, he shows up there, uh-huh. and it turns out that like by family they kind of like their paths cross uh-huh they're not related but they they do meet because of family so it's it's cool it's interesting to see like heroes from somewhere else yeah kind of interacting but it's she's from where she's from it's really cool so i'm hoping that's why i'm also hoping like they go to pakistan at some point because it would just be cool to see that family dynamic happen now in the comics when Red Dagger comes, who are they fighting together? Are they fighting someone together? Ish. Oh. Uh, yeah. 
I was thinking maybe that can kind well, of hone no, well, in on who the villain is for the series. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they they do fight somebody together, and like their paths do end up crossing again. But it's like just by chance that they happen to be there, and then the thing happened that she was fighting. But I'm asking, who were they fighting? Who were- I think it was Discord or something oh, okay. like that. Yeah. Mm. But that's what I'm saying. There's so many task force that it could really be any <laughs> of them <laughs> that Unnamed shows up. Task force. Yeah. <laughs> But it was more like in the comic when she was in Pakistan, she was just kind of patrolling. She just wanted to see everything. And then she happened to find somebody in trouble. And then that's when Red Dagger showed gotcha. up. So they weren't necessarily fighting somebody. They were just patrolling at night as heroes do. And as they, they do. met each other. Yeah. 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 yeah so that's I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, I was talking to a colleague of ours and um, we were like, Darla, Darla, you guys know Darla. Darla and I were like saying to the Darla. colleague, we were, she's like, oh, I loved Moon Knight. We were like, oh, are you going to watch Ms. Marvel? And she was like, I don't know. Oh, come on. We were like, what do you mean you don't know? She's like, I don't know. She's like, is it going to be like a teen sort of thing? Like, So I think the way she's thinking about it is that it's going to feel more like a almost like a CW hero show where it's like teen drama mixed in with with the action. You know, but I have a feeling it, that the way that MCU has been handling everything, and like I'm sure there'll be some part of that, but I don't think that'll be the main tone of it. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on like how teeny she's thinking because I feel it, all the themes are definitely going to be there. Mm. You know what I mean of a coming of age story, but is it like Stand by Me or is? Oh. <laughs> well, that's dark. Is it Heartstopper? You know what I right. mean? Like I feel like. They they yeah. could do that, but I think the show's rated PG, so mm-hmm. well, I don't I, think it's going to be. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what the tone of the show is. I'm hoping that it's lighter. They did say, think Scott Pilgrim, like it's going to have oh, Scott Pilgrim, so like the the movie. So it's going to have like kind of. Oh, so that's going to be fun. That's going to be really fun. I need yeah. a little Scott Pilgrim moment in my <laughs> life again. Too good. I mean. Moon Knight was just so dark. And I loved Multiverse it. Multiverse of Madness was just like, I mean, it had its moments, but it was also very dark. So to be able to get something that's like a little happier, especially when we're watching it at five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> it might be nice. We also are getting the I Am Groot animated shorts next month. That art is so cute. Yeah. So we're getting, we're getting some more levity type stuff for the summer months. Vin Diesel's making bank, baby. Yeah. But apparently, I am Groot. uh, what if season two comes out towards the end of this year? I so can't. it's like if they have another Doctor Strange episode, no. it's gonna be so depressing. No. Here's all our heroes again, where they come to die. Again. <laughs> another way. Here's six different ways they all die. <laughs> oh, here's my newest theory that I just threw out to Noah today. That the Wanda in Multiverse of Madness, whose children <laughs> were stolen by Wanda, is going to go through the multiverse to find our Wanda and try and kill her. But she has her kids back. Bitch came into my house, broke oh, down my she, wall, stole mean, my children. She's just mad. Yeah. And she's like, she wants to go after her. Yeah, she's pissed. Oh, no. She wants the money to redo the wall. I don't want that, Open though. concept. I don't want multiple Wandas in a movie. No more Wanda visions? Visions of Wandas? Oh, my God. <laughs> no? It's very hot in this room. Very hot in here. <laughs> There's no ventilation in this room. All right. Sweating. Well, I think that's our cue to get <gasps> the hell off of this. Oh, bed. my gosh. But let us know. Are yes. you excited? Will you be watching? What are Will you, you predicting? not be watching and just listening to us? Because please don't do that and watch the show. Also, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, 
see you Friday. Friday. Yeah, again. All right. You're going to listen to us two two times in this one week. Two episodes of a bite of? Yeah. That's a lot of bites. So many nibbles. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at a bite of pod and on Facebook at a bite of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at a bite of pod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on a bite of. Bye. Bye.